Hello and welcome to On Public Square, a City of Clarksville podcast where we get to know the amazing city employees that keep the lights on. They're our friends, our family, and our neighbors, and each one of them has a story to tell. Now, let's say hello. Welcome again to On Public Square. I'm your host, Casey Williams, and we're back again for another exciting episode. Uh, This time, as far as hosts go, it's just me. Jimmy Settle is out celebrating his anniversary. So I am here and I have our wonderful guests to myself. I have here some members of uh, the community, uh, Mary Lou Mattingly and Joseph Gutierrez, who are here to talk about the upcoming uh, AAPI Heritage Month uh, celebration that will be held in Clarksville. Uh, Mary Lou, Joseph, thank you so much for coming in to talk with me today. Thanks for having us. Mary Lou, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? I know you mentioned that you are the president of the local Filipino American Association and executive vice president of the National Federation uh, of Filipino Americans, as well as being a committee member on our local uh, AAPI group. Yes, sir. Wonderful. Okay. My name is Mary Lou Mattingly. I'm the president of the Kadiwa Filipino American Association in Clarksville, Tennessee. I also serve as the executive vice president of the National Association of Filipino American Federations of Tennessee. And I'm also the executive vice president of the Filipino American Chamber of Commerce of Tennessee. Wonderful. And uh, are you from the Philippines? By I chance, am or? from the Philippines, born and raised in Manila. Wonderful. Joseph. Yeah, my name is Joseph Gutierrez. I'm the executive director of API Middle Tennessee. Uh, nowhere near as accomplished as Miss Mary Lou. Oh, no. <laughs> but but um, API Middle Tennessee is a nonprofit organization that serves Asian and Pacific Islanders. We're working towards racial justice by building API community, lifting API voices, and celebrating API identity. Wonderful. For those unfamiliar with the term AAPI, uh, Asian American Pacific Islander, what all does that term entail? Who all is included in AAPI? Yeah, that's a really broad term, and I think it's important for people to recognize it's a socio-political identity, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that people that can identify as Asian or Pacific Islander, that encompasses more than a third of the world's population, we're really thinking in really broad strokes. You can probably characterize like East Asia, like China, Korea, Japan, Southeast Asia, like the Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam, uh, South Asia, which includes the Indian subcontinent. So India, mm-hmm. Pakistan, Bangladesh. And then you would think about the Pacific Islands and also like the U.S. Mm-hmm. territories. AAPI Heritage Month coming up in uh, a few weeks in May. Uh, how did that get started? What is uh, what's the history of AAPI Heritage Month? Well, um, actually, um, the uh, AAPI is uh, it's an annual celebration that recognizes the historical and cultural contributions of individuals and groups of Asian and Pacific Islander. Let me add Asian American and Pacific Islander descent to the U.S., It is celebrated in May, dedicated to celebrating the cultures, traditions, and histories to remind everyone of the contributions that Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders have made in the 
challenges that they have faced and continue to face. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think a lot of people sometimes ask, you know, why celebrate in May? And, you know, I think it historically is tied to two kind of major facts that happened in May. So it, it recognizes the first documented Japanese immigrants to come to the United States on May 7th in 1843. And then also recognizes the completion of the Transcontinental Railroad in, on May 10th in 1869, and which is very, like, dependent on Chinese labor. So recognizing those two days. And there's kind of a long history in the United States, too, about, you know, getting it ratified and recognized sort of at the national level. Really? Uh Interesting. I actually didn't know that about the railroad. You know uh, that uh, completion day. Uh, it was completed on May 10, eighteen sixty nine, and they call they call it Golden Spike Day, mm. which marks, of course, the completion of the uh, transcontinental railroad that was built with significant contributions of Chinese uh, workers. You know, uh, they were. They were paid very, very little and worked, worked six days a week. And uh, it said that anywhere from 10,000 to 20,000 Chinese immigrants contributed to the project by laying down tracks and blasting tunnels from California to Utah, where the Union Pacific met the Central Pacific Railroad. The hazards of the job, including tunneling, explosion, avalanches, and rock slides led to the deaths of hundreds, if not thousands, of Chinese workers. Interesting. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I think um, probably when we talk about AAPI Heritage Month, most people think about it. And it is an important part, the celebration of culture and heritage. But I think... Uh, the history and the recognition of some of that difficult history is something that is maybe talked about less less than it should even. Um, so yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, you know, people don't actually ever like grasp how long Asian history is interconnected with the United States, right? Like, so like the first Asian people to be documented to ever come here were Filipino workers right. on Spanish galleons in like the 1500s when they landed on Spanish trade ships. So like that history goes back a really long way. And I think people aren't sometimes aware of it. So I think, you know, celebrating it in this way is really important, recognizing and, you know, just sharing this history. Sure. I believe uh, I read several years ago that there was evidence of uh, Chinese explorers reaching North America long before Europeans did, uh, or at least officially did, not counting like maybe the Vikings. Uh, I don't remember the years, but I believe some of the like Chinese treasure fleets and uh, early history reached California and Oregon, if I remember. It's something I saw that was really interesting. Uh, but really cool. Um, as far as our local organization, uh, can you tell me a little bit about the, the group and what the group does, meetings, if people want to be able to join, that kind of thing? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, my organization, it's also a nonprofit and a uh... We actually, uh, we, we just don't serve the Filipino-American community, but uh, we extend our help to, let me give you an example. Uh, we go to assisted living to uh, give entertainment to the residents. We uh, bring them presents and uh, bring them food if requested. We also uh we also 
support the the well, the homeless. Uh, we we serve and we prepare food and serve the homeless. And uh, also, uh, we try to uh, reach out to more Filipinos to you know to be able to offer help, especially the uh, you know we're surrounded by a military family. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're trying to extend the help to the newcomers, military family. That's wonderful. And we we certainly, I think Fort Campbell has helped Clarksville to become more diverse a little bit faster than some of the rest of the state. Right. Uh, I was talking with Michelle about that on an earlier episode. Um, one of the better things about Clarksville as far as cities in Tennessee, I think. Um, but that's really cool. I didn't know all that about the, uh, the charity work. I love that. If uh, someone wishes to join us, anywhere they can go to find info. Yes, uh, we have a uh, Facebook page. It's called Kadiwa Filipino American Association. Please uh, send us a message if if you'd like to join us. Thank you. Wonderful, and I'll link that Facebook page as well so that people can find it easily. Uh, When did you join the group? I've been with the group for more than five years. So uh, I've been the president since 20, 2021, and they haven't impeached me yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I'm just joking. And what about you, Joseph? Yeah, so API Mental Tennessee, we're a really new nonprofit organization. We officially incorporated in 2020. And a lot of our work has been shaped by, you know, rising anti-Asian sentiment mm-hmm. because of the pandemic and then the Atlanta spa shootings as well. So a lot of our work has been kind of reactionary. But if we were paint, paint our work in really broad strokes, we focus on community building. So we host community events. A lot of our work centered in Nashville, but we're really mm-hmm. excited to be expanding and doing more work here in Clarksville, Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Have we seen that decrease at all since COVID is sort of... I, I'm not going to say COVID is not over, to be very clear. Uh, but uh, as things have kind of gone on and perhaps an, a, a little bit more status quo has been reached, have, have has that sentiment improved at all, do you feel like? Yeah, you know, I, I feel like there is like a lot of representation or more popular representation in Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in media. And I think that's helped a little bit. But, you know, here in Tennessee, it's also really hard to sort of document. So, you know, I think a lot of the times, you know, anti-Asian sentiment and you know, like sort of casual racisms mm-hmm. doesn't rise to the actual level of violence where it might hit like a police report or something like that. So it's it's also really hard to document sort of those cultural attitudes and like discrimination and issues that our community faces. And also, let me add to that. uh, There's a uh, group that uh, has launched a Stop AAPI Hate Coalition that they formed on March 19, 2020 to track and respond to violence, hate, harassment, discrimination, shunning and bullying of API people. Yeah, and stopping API hate is really good um, because it is like sort of this alternative method for people to report like these casual incidences of violence and racism that might not just ever get documented anywhere else. So there's a level of data gathering and trying to put together. Do you work with larger like national groups, uh, perhaps like the uh, uh, Southern Poverty Law Center or ACLU or anything like that? 
Yeah, so our organization was really intentional not to work with hmm. larger national organizations when we first got started, particularly it's because so much of the discourse at the national level is really focused on Asian Pacific Islander communities in coastal areas where mm. like you're looking at California, Washington, New York, where the demographics just are so different, right? And to, just to give a few quick facts about the state of Tennessee, you know, we're really looking at three and a half percent of the total population of Tennessee, the state of Tennessee being Asian Pacific Islander. Um, that gets a little bit higher when you get to like more central areas like Nashville, even Clarksville, Montgomery, Williamson County and Memphis. Um, but still, there's some areas where the population goes as small as like less than a single percent. So. Interesting. I know uh, as well, our populations have been growing so much urban with people coming from those coastal areas like California, Seattle, New York. And I'm curious if that's led to a market increase in those numbers. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean. I myself, I'm from California, so oh. <laughs> I moved here 10 years ago because my wife's from Murfreesboro, but um, yeah, so yeah, I totally get that. And, you know, I think it's Asian Pacific Islanders are the fastest growing demographic group in the country. Um, it's important to really recognize there's a lot of spending power, a lot of economic mm-hmm. power, but also, you know, a lot of disparities within that identity, right? So you have a lot of people who sit above with higher level of, levels of income, but then you also have immigrant and refugee populations that have very little income. So there's a lot right. of to encompass there. Sure. What, what part of California did you move here from? Yeah, I grew yeah. up right outside of Long Beach, California. Oh, very um, cool. Yeah, but it's been nice. I like living here and it's been fun. I have some friends I've been trying to visit down in Chula Vista for, for forever now. <laughs> I want to go so bad. I've never, I've, I've been in the San Francisco airport for all of an hour. And that's, <laughs> and that's my it. experience with California. That was on the way to uh, Portland, but I want to go back. It was... It, looks great and i want to visit some friends yeah definitely but uh that's awesome well i i love to hear all that and sounds like your group has done a lot in in just a few years uh is there a place people a website or somewhere that people can maybe donate yeah definitely so a lot of people can find out different ways to get engaged and if that's making a donation or figuring out about more about the work we do they can go to apimidtn.org or just follow us on social media at apimidtn um, and we're on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok even. So just, just follow us and Love get connected. It. So about the event coming up in May. Um, Correct. It is May the 19th, the 19th I believe. Uh, and this episode should be airing May the 5th. Uh, so may the 5th be with you. And please go uh, make sure you have this event on your calendars. Uh, so what? where will the event be held, times, all that kind of thing? Over at uh, Wilma Rudolph Event Center. The doors open at 4, but uh, officially it will start at 5.30 until 9 p.m. Wonderful. And what can people expect? People can expect entertainment, various food from, of course, different Asian Pacific countries, yeah, so we're, you can also explore a few different things. Each there'll be a lot of different booths to explore different Asian, different pieces of Asian and Pacific Islander heritage. So a lot of different groups will be coming out and having a few displays or interactive activities. Right. Uh, it'll be really fun for families to come. We'll have a lot of events or activities for children mm-hmm. to participate in and stuff like that too. And along with all the great food vendors from here in Clarksville, it should be really fun. And uh, it's free, and uh, a lot of prizes will be given away. Free is a magic word. I love it. And personally, uh, our viewers don't know what I look like, but uh, I enjoy good food vendors. Uh, and I'm always excited about events like that. The International Festival at Austin P is a favorite for all the different 
food you can try uh, favorites any anything in particular you look forward to i i don't discriminate when it comes to food i eat 99% of the food if i try something that i don't like i don't eat it again but i'm a food lover you and so i have no that in common. problem love it yeah and i'm actually more excited for a lot of the cultural performances mm-hmm. if some of the listeners were able to come out to the, the event last year. It was really fun. There were a lot of cool performances from the different oh, cultural yeah. groups, dances and like song and dance. So it was really fun. We had about uh, 750 people, imagine, last year. Okay, so this will be the second year. Right. Wonderful. Awesome. Um, sounds like it's going to be a really good time. I'm excited to go myself. Me too. Uh, free. I'm excited to eat. Do people need to RSVP? Uh, is there like a, an event uh, no, or anything? Sir. Uh, it will be open to the public and mm-hmm. uh, there will be a lot of food trucks of Wonderful. different uh, countries. Okay. People love food trucks. I know mm-hmm. that's uh, that is a favorite for these types of events. Uh, very cool. Um, well, uh, I think I just want to invite everyone. Hey, uh, it's once a year. Please, uh, we we just want to share mm-hmm. our history, culture, tradition. So please join us. Yeah, and definitely, you know, I think, you know, API Middle Tennessee is really excited to contribute and help be a part of this process and putting this event together. So we're really excited to see people come out because, you know, I think the most rewarding pieces of my job are really finding times and moments when Asian Pacific Islanders come together and you know, they may not might not have felt connected to a community before. So I think events like this are really important in bringing people together. That sense of community is certainly important. Thank you all for all the work you all do to make events like this happen. Um, I cannot wait to go. I cannot wait to try some new food, see some some uh, great art and uh, performances and learn a little bit more about uh, history and just have a good time with it. Um, again, thank you all for coming out. So don't forget, May 19th. May 19th. Door opens at 4. It will officially begin at 5.30 p.m. May 19th is on a Friday, so Mm -hmm. right after work. Love it, love it. Thank you all, and thank you very much. Thank you.